Hi everyone, so welcome to the live stream today and welcome to the section three in our discussion towards the ICA um, April 2022 examination as we focus on the key standards that we need to look out for and how we need to study the standards together in order to increase our chances of passing the examination. Now, in case you missed the session one where I talked about how you can learn the standards together, connect all of them uh, together in order for you to increase your chances of passing the exams, you can watch that video in the description of this video. So you just check the description of this video and you can watch that video. Then also yesterday's lecture was really interesting where we spoke about IAS2 accounting for inventories and the various things that you need to understand about accounting for inventories. Today, we want to go into one of the fundamental accounting or two of the fundamental standards that we need to also understand, which also have relationship with IAS 16 property plans and equipment. And that is going to be IFRS 5, non-current asset held for sale and discontinued operation, and also uh, IAS 8, accounting policies, changes in accounting estimates, and errors. And these are the things we want to get into today and uh, see what we're going to look out for um i see some of you guys joining the stream on we are live on facebook uh we are live on uh youtube as well and i think we should be live on linkedin also but yeah we are live on linkedin also uh in that case so let me know if there are any questions for me uh put it in the comment put it in the chat i'm going to be answering all your questions yeah going to be answering all your questions as we continue with the discussion so what we mentioned was that when it comes to learning the accounting standards we don't learn the accounting standards in isolation because of the fact that the principles that are applicable in one standard will also be applying in another standard so then it is very important for us to learn the standards in uh connection and look at how the standards are relate to each other in order for us to really increase our chances of passing the examination and i see some of you guys coming up you're welcome to the stream give us a thumbs up on the video when you join it helps us a lot to reach a lot of other students on the platform and also share the video let us reach as many students as possible most importantly put in the chat put in the comment section any questions you have for me and what you would want me to uh, really share my thought on as we continue with our discussion for the standards. Now, um, IFRS 5, non-current asset held for sale and discontinued operation. It's an interesting standard because of the fact that it, it, it applies when an entity has some non-current assets that it is using for either day-to-day -day running of the organization and they are accounting for that asset as per IAS to, uh, 16 property plants and equipment then the entity decides to uh say that okay we are no longer going to be using this asset for the day-to-day -day running of the organization but we want to just sell the asset off in the ordinary course of our business or in the ordinary course of our operations that is the first aspect of ifrs 5 the second thing also is that the entity could have an investment property now investment property simply are assets that an entity uh rents out for rental income or that the entity holds on for capital appreciation purposes so the entity is holding on the assets but the entity is not using the asset for the day-to-day -day running of the organization or the entity is not using the asset 
to uh, do something else, then what is going to happen is that that is going to be an investment property. So an entity can have an investment property where they have a property and they are renting it out. They have a building, they are renting it out and they receive annual rental incomes. Then something happens and the entity needs some money to be able to uh, um finance some very some activities or undertake some corporate restructuring or financial reorganization and they need money for that what is going to happen then is that the entity will then decide that the investment property that they are having they now want to sell it as though it is an inventory so again that is also another way that we can talk about ifrs5 non-current asset held for sale and discontinued operation so the that is the non-current asset aspect but the standard is divided into two. So we have the non-current aspect and then we have the discontinued operation aspect. Now, I'm going to share my slide with you in a moment. So just stay with me, just providing you with some overview on the standard. Then the second part of the standard is discontinued operation. Now, discontinued operation has to do with where an entity has a branch. An entity has an operating segment, which is being accounted for in accordance with IFRS 8 segment reporting or operating segments now if you're doing financial reporting you're not going to be doing that standard but if you're doing corporate reporting then operating segment is a standard that you must know about now so an entity has a branch or an entity has an operation a, a, a segment or probably an entity has a subsidiary so on the face of the consolidated financial statement what is going to be happening is that the entity is going to be accounting for that subsidiary as part of the consolidated financial statement and bringing their assets into the assets, bringing their liabilities into the liabilities and recognizing any profit or loss coming from their subsidiary. But during the year or for some reason, the parent entity decides or the head office decide or the headquarters decide that they want to get rid of that operation. Probably the operation is no longer profitable or as part of the corporate restructuring of the organization, the company decides to uh, not close down the operation and decides to sell the whole subsidiary. So what is going to be happening then is that on the face of the consolidated financial statement, previously we were having the assets of that company as part of our assets, the liabilities of that company as part of our liabilities. But when the entity decides that this subsidiary, this branch, this division will no longer be used by us. We will no longer be, we are no longer interested in it and they want to sell it. Then it should be accounted for in accordance with IFRS 5. So that is the idea. I hope you get a background. Let me know if there are any questions. Put it in the chat, put it in the comment for me. But that is the idea about IFRS 5. So we have a non-current asset we are using for day-to-day -day running of the organization. Or we have a non-current asset that we are holding on for capital appreciation purposes or we are renting out for uh, to other people and we are getting income then all of a sudden the business or the company decides that we want to sell the asset so when they decide they want to sell the asset and it meets the recognition criteria for ifrs5 then it becomes a non-current asset held for sale Two, if an entity has a subsidiary, it has a division, it has a segment, and all of a sudden the entity decides to close down that subsidiary, uh, sell the subsidiary or close down that division, then what is going to be happening is that we are going to account for that division, we are going to account for that subsidiary if it meets the recognition criteria of IFRS 5 discontinued operation so these are the two broad issues we need to understand when we talk about ifrs5 non-current asset held for sale 
and discontinued operation. And I see some comments coming in. I'm going to be taking them uh, real quick. Comment in the chat box any questions you have for me, uh, things you would want me to share my thought on. I see some of you guys joining. You are welcome. Give us a thumbs up on the video. It helps us a lot so that we can reach a lot of students watching the stream and also watching the playback of the stream. Uh, let's see some comments coming in real quick. Abdu, Abdul Mumin said, good evening. Good evening, Abdul. Uh, Peter Chanda said, good evening, sir, and everyone. Good evening, Peter. Sandra Opoku said, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sandra. Uh, and then he said, good evening again. You lost, Sandra. <laughs> I hope you're doing well. Uh, then we see Mumuni Isaka. Okay, no message there, but I think he typed a star there. Right, so thank you very much for joining the stream as we go ahead today. Now, today I'm not going to be writing on the... Uh, on the on my notepad or oh, sorry on my ipad uh because the structure of my setup today will not allow me to do that so i'm actually going to be sharing my slide with you directly and then i'll be pointing out and speaking over it and uh it's going to be the same thing though so don't worry about it it's going to be the same thing so let me just share that up and then you can see so um you can now see uh my slide showing on your screen Can I see my slide showing on your screen? And uh, we're going to go into that. So non-current asset held for sale and discontinued operation. Non-current asset held for sale and discontinued operation. Now, like I told you yesterday, when you are dealing with any standard at all, a number of things must be understood. What is the objective of the standard? Um, um, how do we call it? What, what is the initial recognition criteria what are the key definitions that you need to be able to understand in order to increase your chances of understanding the standard in the question so the overview what is it about ifrs 5 non-current asset health for sale and discontinued operation simply outlines how to account for non-current asset held for sale okay how to account for non-current asset held for sale now when we say a non-current asset is held for sale it means that the entity is no longer using the non-current asset or the entity is no longer generating economic benefit from that uh non-current asset and they just want to what sell that particular non-current asset so they are just interested in selling the non-current uh, assets there in general assets or group a disposal group held for sale are not depreciated very very important now we've already begun the uh, principles so once we have decided that this asset is not going to be used for the day-to-day -day running of the organization once we have decided that we are going to now sell this asset and it meets the recognition criteria we no longer depreciate such assets instead we carry them at lower of their carrying amounts and net realizable value in accordance with IFR, IAS2 inventories. Does that make sense? You remember yesterday, I told you that inventory has a relationship with IFRS5. This is the relationship. So two takeaways I want you to have so far. Number one is that once an asset is recognized as a health for sale, it is no longer depreciated. That's principle number one. 
Why don't we depreciate the asset? We do not depreciate the asset because the asset is no longer being used in the ordinary course of the organization. Hence, no depreciation of the asset. Because of that, principle number two is that the asset is now going to be carried at the lower of its carrying amount and the fair value less cost to sell, which is the uh, net realizable value. So immediately an asset is being recognized as a held for sale, we're now going to account for it like it is an inventory because we are just going to sell it in the ordinary course of our art operations as an organization so these are the two key principles that before we even get into anything else i want you to take away so please don't forget if you're going to forget anything i'm going to be talking about in the next few minutes these two principles principle number one non-current asset held for sale once they meet the recognition criteria they are no longer depreciated so we would depreciate it from the time that it was acquired till the date that the decision was met was made sorry or till the day that the recognition criteria was met. Then after that, it is accounted for in accordance with IAS to lower of the carrying amounts of the assets and the net realizable value and the net realizable value. So what is the recognition criteria? Really, what is the recognition criteria? Simple, simple. Now, whether we are dealing with non-current asset held for sale or we are dealing with discontinued operation there are four recognition criteria that must be met when we deal or when we are talking about uh non-current asset held for sale in other words once an entity decides to sell the asset in court we say that the asset should be recognized as what a held for sale once the entity has decided to discontinue an operation and sell it off it can be recognized as a discontinued operation in accordance with IFRS 5. So let's get into it. The S, the S in the sale means that management or directors must intend to sell the non-current assets at the end of the year or discontinue the operation. So that is the first one, sell. Sell. So management have decided that they want to sell the assets. Management should decide that they want to discontinue the operation. Management should decide that we no longer want to have this asset as part of our asset register as an organization. That is the first thing we need to understand. But not only that, not only that, A means that the non-current asset must be available for sale. Now, this is very, very critical. Now, an entity may decide to sell an asset, but the assets may be put into what is called an economic working book. Let me explain. So let's say, for instance, due to the pandemic going on and others, businesses are struggling. So a business has a lot of, or maybe let's, let's take a business, it has a lot of assets. Then the business is thinking about, mm, should I sell the asset or I should not sell the asset? Then the entity said, okay, I want to sell the asset, but I'm putting it down. I won't sell it now. Maybe if the world recover or we come back to normal, which we will never come back, we will then come and use the asset for our operations. Please note, if the asset is not available for sale, if the asset is not put in a saleable condition, then the asset will still be depreciated by the company and not be carried at a non, as a non-current asset held for sale. Are you getting the picture very well here? 
it's very very important to get a picture in case you don't understand anything you drop it in the comments i'm going to be uh, uh answering you so if the asset is not available for sale it cannot be recognized as a held for sale so the asset must be put in a working condition so let's say for instance i i decide to sell my ipad okay i've decided to sell my ipad but i'm still using the ipad for my live stream i still use the ipad in class i still i'm still using the ipad for my work that means even though i have decided to sell the ipad it is not available for sale it is not in a saleable condition i have not transferred my documents i have not transferred anything on it i've not taken it uh, restore it back to factory setting so that when someone comes and wants it i could give it to the person that is the second thing we must understand before we can recognize something as a non-current asset held for sale or discontinued operation so number one management must decide they want to sell the assets but number two the asset must be available for sale, meaning that the asset should be in a saleable condition. The same thing happens to operations. So let's say, for instance, we have a parent company that has a lot of subsidiaries. Okay, So let's say we have a parent company that has a lot of subsidiaries. Then for some reason, the entity wants to dispose of certain subsidiaries in its portfolio of businesses. But then, even though the parent company has decided the subsidiary is still producing the subsidiary is still uh, uh, rendering services then in that context on the face of the consolidated financial statements we cannot recognize that subsidiary as a discontinued operation it, it will still be accounted for as per ifrs3 business combination and all other standards that relates to the preparation and presentation of the consolidated financial statements so that is the second thing. That is the second thing. So number one, management must decide they want to sell these assets. Number two, the asset should be in a saleable condition. It should be available for sale. But number three is very, very important. The fact that you uh, have decided to sell the asset, the fact that the asset has been put in a saleable condition does not mean you are really ready to sell the asset. So L means that the company must have located a potential buyer or the company is looking for a potential buyer okay now this is evident through advertisement this is evident through advertisement so maybe once the company has decided to sell the asset then they have stopped the operations and they've stopped using the asset for the day-to-day -day running of the organization then we should see that the company has announced make it public maybe announced on their social media page or advertised in the newspapers or advertised even on TV that, oh, we are selling this, we are selling that. That is, the entity is looking for a buyer or probably the entity must have already identified or located a buyer. That is the third thing that we need to understand. Management deciding to sell, the asset should be available for sale in a saleable condition. L the entity must have located a buyer or even looking for a buyer. But the E is very, very important. The asset should be expected to be sold within 12 months. So from the time that we are recognizing it as a held for sale or as a discontinued operation, it is expected that the sale will be completed in less than 12 months. But this is the key aspect you must understand. What if at the end of the 12 months, the asset is not sold? What do we do? If at the end of the 12 months the asset is not sold, then we go to IAS2. 
How should inventories be accounted for? Inventory should be accounted for at lower, of course, and net realizable value. In non-current asset held for sale or discontinued operation situation, we are going to be subsequently measuring it at lower of the carrying amount and the net realizable value so that any impairment that is arising as a result of the fact that it was not sold within the time stipulated will be recognized in the profit or loss account just as how impairment and write down of inventories in accordance with IAS 2 is accounted for is accounted for any questions please any questions please any questions please that is what we mean by the recognition criteria any questions please so whether we are dealing with uh non-current asset held for sale or we are dealing with uh the issue about uh discontinued operation the same rule is going to apply the same rule is going to apply so management must intend to sell the asset it should be in a sellable condition available for sale management should have located a buyer or looking for a buyer through advertisement and all that and it is expected that the entity will sell the assets in less than 12 months. In less than 12 months. I see some comments coming in. Let's see if we go take them up. Anthony said, good evening uh, from Kampala, Uganda. Good evening. Thanks for joining us, Anthony. Timothy said, good evening, sir. I will be in your class soon to learn more. Okay, Timothy. Titus Siame said, good evening. Good evening, Titus. Thanks for joining us. Mary Ang Angum said, uh, Angum said, uh, hey, hi, Mary. Thanks for joining us on the live stream today. Thanks for joining us on the live stream today. Okay. So now that we've looked at the recognition criteria, we've looked at how we are supposed to uh, recognize it. Let's, let's share our thoughts on some other few things that we need to really understand at the end of the day let's share some thoughts on some few things we need to understand at the end of the day now for an asset to be highly probable that we will sell or for the sale to be highly probable it means management must be committed to sell management must have a plan to sell the assets okay the asset should be available for immediate sale so it's just a recognition criteria that we are emphasizing in this particular slide that we have here just the recognition criteria that we are emphasizing on the thing here so management must be committed to a plan to sell the assets the assets should be available for immediate sale there should be an active program to locate a buyer to initiate a sale and it should be expected that it will be done in less than 12 months so that is the issue about that when we talk about the non-current asset held for sale so let's look at an illustration here and this illustration is going to have a number of things following up like i said today uh because of the way my setup is i'm not able to uh scribble or write as you are familiar with in my teaching but uh i'm going to just be walking you through my slide and uh speaking over it or talking over it and hoping that you'll be able to just follow us through because it's the same thing technically there i see some comments coming in let's see if i can take them kenneth said i miss a lot okay you can watch the playback always kenneth 
Sandra Opoku said, what happens when three criteria are met? Um, technically, technically, we expect that number one, management should decide to sell the assets. Uh, number two, we expect that the asset should be in a saleable condition, meaning that the asset should be available for sale. Then number three, we expect that the management is looking for a buyer or has even located a buyer. Now, the fourth one is not a done deal. That is why I said, for instance, if at the end of the 12 months or at the end of the financial year, uh, it is not still sold, then the entity would have to test for impairment because it has to be carried in accordance with IAS 2 inventories. So technically, you're going to be seeing, um, how do we call it, three of the issues, okay? Three of the issues because the sellability, which is the fourth one, uh, expected to sell in 12 months, that is based on an assumption. But at least the first three are done deal. They must be there in the scenario for us to say, okay, it satisfies the recognition criteria for a held for sale, non-current asset held for sale, or a discontinued operation. So Sandra Opoku, that is the issue about that. That is the issue about that. Let me know if that makes sense for you on this one. Okay. So let's look at a question uh, on this real quick. Okay. Sandra said, okay, thank you. You are welcome. Okay. So let's go back to my slide and then let's see uh, a question we want to just share our thoughts on real quick. Now, I want you to pay attention to what is happening in this particular question uh, because it's an illustration that is uh, going to help us to understand the principles that we have uh, explain here and then also understand how all the pieces are together generally. So let's go. The requirements, okay, the first requirement here is what is the employee cost associated with the closure and sale of Neutron Coals factory which should be charged to profit or loss for the year ended 31st December 20X3? Uh, now, this question is a broader question because this has to do with provisions. So I'm going to skip that and uh, maybe come to the part that relates to um, held for sale. Let me see if I can get that. Okay, so this is it. Let's look at this question instead. Let's look at this question instead. Because the other one is where there is a measure. So in one question, there is held for sale there. In the same question, there is IAS 37 provisions there. In the same question, there is IAS 16 property plans and equipment there. So you realize that before you can solve the question, you need knowledge from these three areas. So I'm going to skip that question and then come to uh, what you see now on your screen. Then we'll use that as the basis to uh, start with our uh, discussion. Now, I see a question coming up. Uh, it will be important. Let me just take that real quick. Then uh, we can go. To the question or to the question we have stan obi said good evening np uh what if at the end of the 12 months it was not the entity's fault for not selling the asset will it uh, still be carried according to ias 12 sorry ias 2 yeah technically uh once it is not that's that's a good question it's a statement that i, I should have made but i didn't make it 
uh, sometimes, you know, you don't just get up and say you are selling, say, a subsidiary. You don't just get up and say you are selling uh, a parent, sorry, a, a certain aspect of your business. Sometimes there could be some regulatory requirements. So even though the entity has uh, decided to sell the asset, the entity has made the uh, subsidiary available for sale, there are regulatory processes that we must go through to obtain the approval of the regulators before the deal can be closed. Now, whatever happens, usually, whether it is by the entity's fault or it is due to regulatory requirements, it is expected that definitely it will still be carried in accordance with IAS2. But there is a debate about that, whether it should still be carried. Because, But then, according to the uh, International Accounting Standard Board conceptual framework, it will make sense to uh, still carry that IAS2 so that if the inventory has suffered some impairments, why not? we should account for it like that. Or if the business has suffered an impairment due to that delay from this regulatory authority, why not? That means the value is not what you claim it was. So it should still be written off in the financial statement. So we will still account for it, even though it appears that it wasn't the entity's fault for the delay in the sales. Then Stan Obi said, um, and if otherwise... The entity has faults not selling the assets. Can we carry it? Okay, so I think I have um, already answered you in that manner. But then, uh, you see, once the entity has decided to sell the assets, if the entity is not making any efforts to get a buyer, then it will look like the entity wants to come back and come and use the asset. That means then the recognition of the held for sale or the asset as a held for sale is even in doubt. Okay, that means it's even in doubt in the first place. So that is going to be based on professional judgment, uh, really, at the end of the day. And so if management has not made any action to look for a buyer, then the recognition criteria is not met. So since the recognition criteria is not met, then probably we still have to account for it in accordance with IAS 16 and then uh, calculate depreciation on it and then test for impairment if the need be. And where there is any impairment, it should be written off in the profit or loss account. So, Stan Obi, that is the issue about that. Let me know if that makes sense for you uh, in that case. Anthony said, wanted to join uh, your mentorship program for June sitting. But your admin didn't respond to me on WhatsApp. She only sent me a YouTube link. Oh, really? Sorry about that, Anthony. You can send hi again. She will uh, attend to you. I don't know what, uh, why that should be, but sorry about that. Um, you can send hi again on that one. Uh, what are you doing? If you're doing ACCA, um, Anthony, if you're doing ACCA, and you are sitting for June ACCA. Our ACCA lectures are usually on a private basis, and that is starting at 2,500 Ghana cities uh, for our private classes. So our ACCA lectures is not the normal class that you join. Joining the normal class is for our ICE exams. So our ACCA lectures, we don't have a regular class that you could join. But if you want me to teach you and you want to study under my mentorship, then, and you can afford it, then it will be on a private basis. That is 2,500 Ghana cities. Probably that could be uh, a little 
below three hundred and fifty dollars, I guess, or something like that. Uh, in that manner, three hundred fifty US dollars, something like that, and that gives you access to uh, twelve sessions with me over three months, and uh, you get access to the lecture videos as well, ebooks, question kits, and then uh, at your own time in that case. So that is the issue about that. Do you do ACCA privately online as I am in Nigeria? Yes, Tanobi, it can be done. Once I'm teaching you via Zoom, uh, then we can, you, wherever you are at, it can be done. Like I said, it's 2,500 Ghana cities. Uh, I don't know the exchange rates now. Uh, let me just cross check the exchange rate so that I could give you in US dollars. 2,500 CDs uh, to US dollars. Oh, that's about 398. So that's almost $400. So that's almost almost 400 US dollars. Um, Stanobi, you are in Nigeria. You can convert that into Naira. And uh, 400 US dollars into Naira will be something, something. <laughs> will be something, something. So you can check that uh, in that case. So if you want me privately to teach you that it's possible, but it is 2,500 Ghana cities. And even before we arrange that, we would have to communicate and check the timing availability and all that before you proceed to make any payment for us to begin with it. So that is the issue about that, Anthony and uh, Stan Obi. Okay, so let's go back to my question. So if we look at the question that we have here, we are told that what should be the carrying amount of the property in Tilly's statement of financial position as of 31st March 2015. In Tilly's statement of financial position as of 31st March 2015. So let's read the question. Now, always when you are dealing with accounting standards, you want to uh, look at the requirements of the question first so that when you read the question, it makes sense to you at the end of the day in that manner. So let's look at it. Remember, our year ended is 31st March 2015. Now, if the year ended is 31st March 2015, then it means the beginning of the year is March, April, 1st April 2014. So you must understand the year ended so you know exactly what you're going to be doing. So let's go. So if you look at it, we are told that at 1st April 2014, that is in the, at the beginning of the current year, Tilly owned a property with a carrying amount of $800,000 which had a remaining estimated life of 16 years. Now, be careful here. The property has not been revalued. Okay, so at the beginning of the year, the current amount of our property is $800,000, and then the remaining life on the property is 16 years. Let's get a second paragraph. On 1st October 2014, now, you need to ask yourself, when is 1st October? So if you look at it, April, May, June, July, August. October is not included because October is first. So the asset was used five months in the current year before the company is making any decision. So let's see the decision that they made. Tilly decided to sell the property and correctly classified it as being held for sale. Okay. So they decided to sell the property and correctly classified the property as a held for sale. What does that mean? It means that from 1st April 2014 to 31st August 2014, the entity used the asset in the day-to-day -day running of the organization. For that reason, 
the property will be depreciated for five months in the current year. Are we getting the picture? It will be depreciated for five months. So we need to get a carrying amount as at the date that the entity is making the decision. Let's go. A property agent reported that the property's fair value less cost to sell at 1st October 2014 was expected to be $790,500, which had not changed at 31st March 2015. Okay, okay, okay. What's going on here? What's going on here? What we are seeing here uh, is that what we are seeing here is that uh, I'm seeing a comment coming in. Let's see if I can pick it up. It's like it relates to what I'm reading. Richard said, please, it's six months away from first. Oh, really? <laughs> then I mixed it. April, May, June, July, I guess, September. Okay, October. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's six months. So, Richard Boydi, thank you. So, the asset had been used six months before the year uh, or before the time that they did the classification. Sandra Opoku also said it's six months. Thank you very much. So, now, what do we do? At that date, there is a net realizable value which is 790,500. But the question we need to ask ourselves is, what is the carrying amount at the date of the making of the change? So let's see. So if you look at my notes carefully, stay with me carefully, the property would be depreciated by $25,000. That is six months. So the 800 over 16, the remaining life times six over 12 for six months, okay? which means that the carrying amount at the date that is 1st October 2014 is 775,000 US dollars. But you need to be careful. What it, then, what it, it means is that from that time, that is from 1st October to 31st March 2015, which is the year ended, we will no longer depreciate the property. But how do we carry the property? We are told that the net realizable value of the property is $790,500. What did we say? We said non-current asset held for sale should be carried at lower of cost and net realizable value. Lower of cost and net realizable value. Hence, if you check or uh, lower of carrying amounts, let me put it that way, lower of carrying amounts and net realizable value. So if you check the working out properly, you realize that your carrying amount on 1st October 2014 is 775000 When you compare that to the recoverable amount of 790500 you realize that the recoverable amount is greater than the carrying amount. So what do we do? We continue to carry the asset in the statement of financial position at 31st March 2015 at $775,000 being the carrying amount in the question. Any questions, please? Any questions, please? Any questions, please? That is the idea about dealing with the non-current assets. That is the idea about dealing with the non-current assets. Very, very critical. Very, very important. Very, very critical. Very, very 
important. Any questions, please? So if we look at it, Sandra said, you left September. Okay, forgive me. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, Aka Woba Solomon. Aka Woba. Sorry, if I don't mention your name right, forgive me, okay? Said, uh, please, I just came. Okay, we are doing IFRS 5. Non-current, I said, hell for sale and discontinued operation. So that's what we're doing, um, Solomon. Okay, so let me bring back my slide. So once we have done the workings for this, in accordance with the standard, what disclosure requirements do we have to make in the financial statement? What disclosure requirements do we have to make in the financial statements? According to IFRS 5, a number of disclosures must be made in the financial statement, and they include the following. One, description of the non-current assets. So we must describe the non-current asset that we have in the question. Two, description of the facts and the circumstances of the sale or the disposal and the expected timing. So did it meet the recognition criteria? If it does, yes. Impairment losses and any reversals, we must look at it in the financial statement and recognize any impairment in the uh, statement of profit or loss in that particular case. I'm seeing another comment coming in. Let me see if it relates to what we're doing. Verna. Oh, Verna, how are you doing? Ishira, please, can you explain it again? Okay, let's take it again. Let's see. So this is what we are saying from 1st april okay to 1st october that is six months so it means that before the entity decided to classify the property as a held for sale the entity had used the property six months in the current year under review so since the entity has used the property for six months in the current year under review it means we have to charge depreciation for six months now the current amount of the assets at the beginning of the year was eight hundred thousand dollars and then the remaining useful life is 16 years so if we want the depreciation for the six months to first october 2014 it's going to be the eight hundred thousand dollars divided by 16 the remaining useful life times six over 12 because the asset has been used for six months so the total depreciation is 25000 and that is what will go into the statement of profit or loss and other comprehensive income for the year ended 31st March 2015. But then what is the carrying amount on that date on the, of the property? So you, you do 800000 minus 25000 being that six months depreciation. And that gives us $775,000. $775,000. Dollars. So once we have that, that is the current amount at the date of making the decision to reclassify the asset as what? A non-current asset held for sale. But then on that same date, the examiner is telling us something. That a property agent has reported to us that uh, the fair value of the property less the cost to sell, which is the net realizable value, what we did under inventory yesterday, is 790500 
if you remember, we said non-current asset held for sale and discontinued operation should be carried at lower of the carrying amount and the net realizable value. So if you check, our carrying amount is $775,000. However, the net realizable value is $790,500, which is lower. The lower figure is the carrying amount, which is the $775,000. Hence, we will account for it in the books like that. And we are told this figure is still the same. The net realizable value is still the same at the end of the year. And so we will still carry the asset on the face of the statement of financial position at the year ended 31st March 2015 at $775,000. This is what we mean by that. Verna, let me know if that makes sense for you now about the workings. Let me know if that makes sense. Right, so once we have that uh, done, I was explaining the disclosure requirement before uh, Verna came with her question. So let's look at the disclosure requirements real quick about this impairment uh if applicable the reportable segment in which the non-current asset is presented in accordance with the ifrs so these are some disclosure requirements we do for questions uh like this in that case okay so verna said uh yes thank you all right you're welcome you're welcome so that is it about non-current asset held for sale non-current asset held for sale now when it comes to uh discontinued operation like we said uh the same criteria is going to be uh dealt with generally at the end of the day so that operation could be a segment of the business it could be a subsidiary of a business or it could be a division of, of a business that is independent on its own that is independent on its own so that could be due to the product line it could be due to the geographical location of it in that particular case or it could even be a subsidiary so for discontinued operations also that is the same thing later on when we are solving questions we're going to be solving some questions relating to discontinued operations that we need to look out for. But technically, when we talk about IFRS 5, non-current asset held for sale and discontinued operation, these are the things that you need to uh, understand. When we are solving questions later on, we are going to be looking at a question on the discontinued operation and how we are going to prepare the financial statement. But this is a clue I want you to take uh, from here uh, real quick about that sometimes when we are preparing the ratios that, that is you are doing ratio analysis and you are calculating the ratios of a company it can happen that during the year or midway through the year the entity has discontinued some operations or has uh, recognized certain assets as non-current asset held for sale in such circumstances what is going to be happening here is that for you to arrive at the ratios that will enable you to uh, analyze the financial statements you have to have a comparative analysis of what is going on so if it was done this year 
then you have to ensure that the impact of that asset is taken from last year's results then you calculate the ratios in that manner to be able to uh uh compare the two results and then analyze the financial statements and analyze the financial statement if there are any questions please put it in the chat for me amadou abdul munin said please assuming there was a statement that says thought thought it was classified correctly but still not sold by the end of the year how would the treatment be like yeah that was what we we were saying that if it is still not sold like in this question if you look at it it's still not sold at the end of the year as per the context of the question so we will still continue to carry it at lower of the carrying amount less the uh, and the net realizable value so amadu the same thing is going to be applying at the end of the day okay at the end of the day we will still apply the if is to rule lower of the carrying amount and the net realizable value the same rule will apply in that case tracy micah smiling okay oh <laughs> what is making you smile like that amadou said thanks okay you're welcome amadou so that is the issue there so ifrs5 has an impact on ratios and later on we will look at ratios that is if it's possible for us to look at it on the stream here but later on we'll look at ratios and when we are solving the questions on ratios there there is one aspect of ratio where you need to do adjustments to the financial statements before you calculate the ratios in such cases one of the scenarios the examiner can bring up is during the year there was a discontinued operation or during the year there was a non-current asset held for sale in that case we must ensure that we uh, adjust the financial statement and make it reflect on that comparative basis to enhance the analysis of the financial performance and the financial position of the entity for the year under review. Um, Ronata John said, I'm new here. You are powerful. Jeez. Okay. You are welcome. Give us a thumbs up on the video and thanks for joining us on the live stream today. Really, really excited about it all right so that is it about ifrs5 generally non-current asset health for sale discontinued operation you see that the key takeaway here is that we are merging the issue about um ias2 and applying that same principle in ifrs5 so you don't forget you don't forget. And then that principle that you have now under IFRS 5, when we get to IAS 16, we're going to be applying it. When we now begin to solve full-fledged questions, you realize that we'll be applying IAS 16, we'll be applying IFRS 5, we'll be applying IAS 2 in the same question. In the same question. That is why I keep on saying that do not learn the standards in isolation, but know how they connect to each other so that you can optimize your chances of understanding them and passing the exams. Nayan said, hi, sir. Hello, Nayan Gupta. I hope that you are doing well. How far with your uh, ACCA journey? I hope that everything is well with you. It's been a long time catching you on the stream here. Um, I see a comment coming in. Okay, I cleared advanced audit and assurance on 17th. 
preparing to give SBL, SBR in March 2022. Okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so SBR and uh, strategic business leader and and strategic business reporting. That's that's great. That's great. So um, keep on studying. I mean, there are a few issues that you need to look out for. We don't have a lot of contents on SBL really on the channel, but later on, probably as we go ahead, we'll be creating some contents about this as well as for SBR. I mean, there are a lot of things you need to uh, understand there for you to increase your chances of passing the examination. Nayan said, I'm glad you remember, said, thanks. Definitely. I remember all my faithful subscribers and my uh, the people who joined me on the live stream and the conversations we have. So definitely, I need to remember that. Definitely. I cannot forget Nayan Gupta. Okay, so that's it about that. Now, the second thing that we need to look at is the IAS 8, Accounting Policies, Changes in Accounting Estimates, and Errors. Accounting Policies, Changes in Accounting Estimates, and Errors. However, unfortunately, that because of my setup, uh, I didn't know that I couldn't write on my iPad till I jumped on the live stream. So I couldn't make any uh, uh, provision for that because I wanted to scribble that out rather than having a slide. So I didn't prepare uh, a slide for that. So I'm going to be concluding around here today so that uh, God willing, uh, tomorrow we're going to be going through uh, that tomorrow will be Friday. We'll go through IAS 8 and probably another standard again as we uh, proceed with the discussion in that particular case. George K. Amofa said, thanks, NP. Always a pleasure, George. Amadou said, please, I asked another question. Okay. Amadou, which one is that? Okay, let me see. Please, will there be a situation where the company would decline their earlier decision after the asset is not sold and therefore continue to use it again yeah definitely definitely the entity can do that the entity is at the discretion and say oh okay oh we wanted to sell this asset but what the heck we ain't gonna sell it again so we want to use it in our business because hey we want to use it so in that case what is going to be happening is that we de-recognize it as a current asset as a held for sale and then recognize it back as an uh, asset in accordance with IAS 16. And then we continue to depreciate it in that case. But again, in such cases in practice, uh, it depends on the judgment of the organization, which means that for the period for which they did not use it for the business, there could be some retrospective application of depreciation. This doesn't happen a lot in practice, but there could be some retrospective application of depreciation because that means probably you knew you would not sell it, but maybe you want to dodge depreciation so that you can increase your profit. So that was why you decided to recognize it as a health for sale. And now you come back and say, I'm going to use this for my business. But that is the idea. If they change their mind, they just go ahead to uh, depreciate the assets in that case. Renata John said, I started learning from your YouTube and I realized that accounting is so sweet. Wow. So, so, so sweet. It's sweet like chocolate. <laughs> then uh, he said, thank you very much. I have a course to write about on Monday, but I need to be in touch with you from Sweden. Okay. Renato John, thanks very much for joining us from 
Sweden. Wishing you all the best in your exams. Uh, and I hope that our YouTube channel is able to provide you with some content uh, there for you to use to prepare for the exams. Wishing you all the best, uh, Renata, in your exams. And I'll catch you definitely after your exams. Fury, Sophie said following. Okay, Fury, Sophie. Uh, Donald Jezri said, thank you, sir. I really appreciate your effort. I'm enjoying from Zimbabwe. Okay, that's awesome. Amadou said, many thanks. Grateful for your time. Always a pleasure. So thank you very much for joining the stream. It's always a pleasure coming your way. I really love the way we uh, spend this time together. And Humf uh, sorry, Humphrey uh, Ashikwe, Elvis Ankobia, Benjamin Taylor, uh, Dugo, Blaise, and then Mumuni, Isaka. These are on you uh, Facebook. Thanks for the thumbs up on the video. And for those of you who give us a thumbs up also on YouTube, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. And really don't take it lightly. Renata said, I have some topics like borrowing costs, share-based payment, impairment, consolidated financial statement and business combination okay so renata the good news is that you can get videos on all of these on my channel so you can check the playlist and then you get videos on consolidation i did a sispat video on consolidation uh last year around october sorry september october the six part video on consolidation teaching all the principles so you can go through uh, those videos they will help you a lot Borrowing costs, there is something about it. Financial instruments, I have a, a number of videos on that also on the channel. If you want to utilize them, uh, go ahead and get them very well. And then if the only thing you don't, you will not get on the channel currently is the share-based payment because uh, we've not covered uh, that on the channel. It's like we have made that standard a little bit exclusive for our paid students so it's not yet covered on the channel so um we're hoping that going into the future we will cover it but certainly not before monday oh really segment reporting employee benefit okay so you can what you can do is that you can send us um hi on whatsapp 050-114-9296 i'm gonna put that in the comments if there are any questions you have and send it to us on whatsapp if you have no not questions because i may not have time to solve your questions for you so if you have any inquiry you put it there and then we can see what we can do there zero five zero one one four nine two nine six i've put it in the chat uh on facebook as well as on youtube and uh whatever thing can be forwarded there and it could be discussed right from there in that case Okay, so that said, I'll catch you same time tomorrow at 4.30 p.m. as we continue with the accounting standards. Remember that we are done with three weeks in the uh, in our preparation towards the ICA April 2022 examination. What it means is that we are left with about nine weeks to go. I will entreat you to be studying uh, well. For those of you who are enrolled in my full course online, you get access to the lecture videos, the ebooks, the question kits on all of these standards. All the standards are already covered and they are available on the on the either in the mobile app or on our website that you can get access to to be able to study under my mentorship. That also gives you access to join our live Zoom sessions, do our assignments, question kits. But remember, our executive revision masterclass is starting from the 12th of February 2022, where we are going to be solving questions on specific areas of the syllabus that will guarantee us 
to pass the examination. So till we meet again tomorrow, you take care of yourself and stay blessed. Bye-bye.